We are live. Boom, ball, check it. I is here with none other than my main man, Score and G Dazzle. Respect. Ali G Respect. in the building. <laughs> Ali G is a man. Unexpected. Appearance by of, Ali G. He had some of the best, like, uh, random interviews oh, with, like, amazing. some of the most powerful people in the world. yeah. yeah. Yeah, completely blindsiding them. And it was like an opportunity to tell who was or wasn't cool by how they oh, reacted yeah. to him. Yeah, And he was like dipped in like s- oversized fubu <laughs> from head yeah. to toe with like goggles do-rag. and a do-rag. Well, he did the Bruno and Chains. then the uh, Borat movie. He never did uh There is Ali an Ali G. G movie. Is there? Yes, there is. It's like... Ali G was the first star. Yeah. But but Borat was what made him blow up. Yeah. He was yeah. still underground with, with But those Ali G episodes are, are like incredible. Yeah, Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. It's so fun, so out there. Oh my god. Yeah. It's one of the funniest modern comedies, definitely Borat. It was like Jackass was doing stunts and then he came out with like just this movie of just It was like Jackass insane. with like an agenda not agenda is the wrong word like he was like holding a mirror up to society no, for sure. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he'd go and characterize Borat to like a you know a country western yeah. bar in, in Texas and chant get them all singing throw the Jew down the well yeah. so my people can be free yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody in the bar is he's singing. like che- cheering along and, and he's like, Jewish yeah, yeah he's showing photos of his sister this is my sister when he's no, all hammered two prostitutes, he's, yeah. he's butt naked <laughs> <laughs> it's like what yeah the dude's an absolute she's nice genius. She, she looks nice for the record, <laughs> for the record too, I love Jackass. Jackass, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys it's are, hard not to. Those guys are, I don't know, just always kept it real. Yeah, they are br- brilliant in their idiocy. Mm-hmm. They Agreed. have like a, it's been a tragic. Uh, oh, very much so. Yeah, Ryan Dunn. All of them. Yeah, Ryan Dunn. We, we passed. A, we have a buddy who uh, who was actually like grew up with Ryan Dunn. Oh, yeah. So like when that happened, he was like, you know, it's like like a kid he grew up with. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like we're like a double tragedy for him personally it was crazy yeah I was a big influencer in my upbringing because oh I could see that I would just do stunts with my buddies or we do like you know wrestle we do like WWF wrestling and then we would do stunts snort lines of wasabi no it was like all like garbage cans from our parents house and we just ride bikes into them and just you know, random shit and recorded it all recorded it all were you guys backyard wrestlers also we were like basement wrestlers, okay. and then we would take it to the backyard, and we all had like our own name and our own theme song. Backyard, fe- like a backyard wrestling federation. It was called the uh, KWF Kids Wrestling Federation. Well, dude, you lived like an awesome, like uh, <laughs> like a uh, working class America. That's the dream. That's like the dream right there. That your kids just like you know are good pe- good human beings, but spend like much of their formative years doing. Ridiculous yeah, crazy like shit in the backyard. Backyard yeah. wrestling federation. But dude, we and... filmed all these jackass, jackass stunts that we did on like this big ass camcorder. From, you know, back in the day, that's yeah. what we had. So I have all this footage, and I just put it on DVDs. You know, square format, low yeah. quality. Yeah. So now I'm in the process of just going through hours of all this shit and just weeding it out and just trying to edit it. Well, so yeah. Now you have show like, my kids. Now you have like, <laughs> uh, you know, editing chops, so you can actually make something of that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll go that's viral. Dope. We'll see. Yeah, maybe really we'll, maybe Tosh will put it on or something. That's it. Daniel Tosh. Did you try sending the 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 video of uh, Pudge to Tosh? Nah. Because that is a classic. That. Tell me that, that is a video. classic Tosh. Like that's a perfect Tosh moment. Yeah. It what involves it? like uh, you know, uh, there's some slapstick, <laughs> there's an attempt at athleticism, and then there's like uh, 
um, humiliation, in, inadvertent butt rape. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, hey, all in the all in a matter of ten seconds. His, his show. That is right That's in his the actual description of his show <laughs> on the on the TV Guide shit. Explain it. It's on my Instagram. Um, it's my brother. Your older brother. Older brother Pudge. He has this little uh, gym in his garage, and he calls it the Barbarian Barbell Club. So he's got a squat right. rack and a bench, and then he buys all this like random accessory, you know, the bands. So he has this thing that's like kind of a hurdle, mm-hmm. like an accordion type of hurdle. So you can keep adjusting it to go higher and higher. And I guess after he was done training legs, he wanted to see if he could jump over this thing. Work on like explosive explosiveness by you know doing yeah. like uh, working on your vertical leap, right? Yeah, and you see guys that do that. You know, Box jumps. Where they'll do stuff. deadlifts and do a backflip. Deadlift, backflip. Right, right. Like the Juji Mufus and all them. But Or guys who use the box jump as just a way to yeah. develop explosive power. Yeah. You see some guys who you would never think like, it's like crazy, can yeah. get up on like a 50-inch 50, 50 yeah. box and you're like, holy shit. Yep. <laughs> so he tried to jump this hurdle and he knocked the bar going horizontal off. So all it was was a pole. Comes up short and it pretty much just jabs him right in his fucking bunghole. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, and dirt like edited like into slow motion and stuff. It's like a perfect Tosh video. Cherry like, to fire that's, plan. That will be on Tosh. You'll send it to Tosh today. It'll be on Tosh. You could retire this week. from YouTube views. Like, you could mm-hmm. hit 20 million views and just that's like cash why checks. You, that's like why YouTube exists in the first place for that video. Yeah. It's crazy how there's like people out there on YouTube like raking it in. Yeah. Who were like, oh, I was working in an office and then I was like, oh, I like to, uh, mm-hmm. I like to cook. Makeup lot- tutorials are huge yeah. for women and then like guys just playing yeah. video games. Yeah, it's oh crazy. my God. It's like, are you kidding me? The it's video a- game leagues, they sell out like entire arenas now. It's astounding to me. It's going to be, when you think about it, it's like a lot of dudes like pro sports because it's like they're vicariously. Right. It's like, oh, I go to the gym and play, shoot a couple hoops. But then I want to see it like on the master level. Yeah. But like video games are like ageless. Require much less. I'm not gonna say well effort maybe. Right, sure. Like it's not. Less you're not, sweat. You're not gonna sweat equity. It's not as hazardous. Sure. You know so what I mean? You're not like, gonna tear your meniscus like Dermalone. Malone. No. Playing yeah, video you could games. just like get some uh, pork rinds and do. Yeah. And uh, before you know it, you're doing something that like a world class level video gamer does. Now you're a, an advocate of the do, and I've I've long been been a fan of the diet I do. Mean, I know you've you know, you've retired. There's you've moved on. Well, yeah, you're like, you're a, a more of a refined a refined I'm gentleman. I'm like the Kobe Bryant of do because it's like <laughs> if I can't do it at the best level <laughs> right. of what I previously did, I'm not doing it. Well, I've been known I've to retired. I've been known to enjoy a diet do even to this day. But I will say that do seems to be very large in the gaming community. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like yes. inroads. There. Oh yeah, they, it goes they, hand in hand. They cornered the that market. Seems yeah. like that. Our, our our brother Chase Browning, young Lord Browning of Logan. Yes, he's uh, he started a brand that uh, a company called Leveled Gaming. I call it Livid. That's it's pronounced. L- L- it's L V L D. L V L D. So when you call it Livid, you're Livid. Tossing aside that L, disregarding it. Yes. But nonetheless, um, he started this brand, uh, and he has a, an initial product, and the idea is for focus and energy for gamers. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, a growing market, yeah. Huge, huge demographic. I, so. I think that eventually video games will absolutely overtake sports in America. Well, dude, look what they're doing on ESPN. They got yeah, drone I racing. Yeah, I mean, like, the average, like, video <laughs> game, I forget the damn, there's one, like, competition. There's, like, Call, du- Call of Duty's big. 
It's like Call a shooter Duty, game. Yeah. There's like a there's like a league. It's not the Masters. Or there's like some tournament or something that's so big it gets like better ratings than like you know the NBA playoffs do. It's crazy. You know, hard to believe. Like it's got like you know 150 they, million views on YouTube. Do they make like money doing those? I wonder what what like oh, wait, the, dude, the Mark pro, Cuban pro, is behind pro, it. It's got like pro tons gamers, of investors. right? Yeah. Guys who make a lot oh, yeah. of gaming. There's dudes who like go to a convention, and you pay like three hundred dollars to go in and like play against them for 15 minutes. So they're just sitting there with, like, a line of dudes, and they made, like, you know, they give, like, a TED Talk, and they yeah. and they get, like, their boys with them, and they all say, like, team fucking, you Like, know. beat you, go get me another fucking yeah. dude. God bless America. Dude, it's crazy. Now, there is something cool, speaking of YouTube vids and video games. I don't know if cool is the right word, but okay. definitely amusing. Okay. If you want to, like, watch someone in a horrible situation, this thing called swatting. I don't, I don't want to watch anyone Swat- in a horrible situation. Swatting? swatting. Like a bug. So, like, dudes do, like, live video game demonstrations, like, on YouTube. Yeah. Right? And there's this thing called swatting where somebody will find out where that person lives and call the SWAT in on them. So you're watching live as they're unaware that the police think there's an active shooter, a domestic violence situation, the most fucked up. Like this is a prank? Oh, no, but the actual real cops come. Believing that there's believing an event there's a thing. that so they have like, to respond to. That's some like loudmouth kid who's video gaming. I mean, like that's why I said like amusing's debatable. Right. I don't know what the word is. It's fascinating in like a car accident kind Oof. of way. That's like, I don't know, you know what I well, mean? Well, the potential fallout of all of it is... Yeah, because eventually one of these is going to go wrong and someone's going to be killed. Right, like, this practice should not... I'm not advocating that oh, you no, do this. no, 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 no. But Understood. to see, like, you know, a 16-year-old kid, yeah. you know, fucked up, you know, talking shit, right? He's talking shit. He's like, fuck you, kids. You know, fuck you, man. You dead, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, shooting, like, you know, against, like, you know... Some uh, Grand Theft Auto scenario. So they just find out where he is based on, I guess, the IP address, and then they send they a SWAT. They do, man. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, how they do it, it's beyond my skill set. Hey, sh- it's fucked up because fucked you got up. these people going in there for no reason. I mean, dude, they get, you see it all the time. Cops shoot somebody, like, you know, yeah. crazy situations. You think some woman's getting, like, beat to death with a pipe, and you're going in with your gun. And there's a 14-year-old kid there. Oh, yeah, because you just hear him bantering like, Yeah, motherfucker, I yeah, killed and you. And then, dude, your gunshots. He's shooting another sounds. one. Go, go, go. <laughs> Gap. Sound effects. You know, if you just turned up Grand Theft Auto loud and the SWAT team was at your door, like... So if I go on YouTube and type in swatting... Oh, dude, you'll see a kid, like a smoke bomb thrown into his apartment, like <laughs> in his mom's garage, where it's like kids with like their parents, like, parents like, What the hell are you doing? Dude. Cops storming through the house, pinning them to the ground, plastic handcuffs on the back, like, don't know. Get down, get down, get down. I, almost, I want to go on Instagram right now and just look at it. That's insane. It's fucking crazy. So, check that out, swatting, guys. Yep, so. Mother trucker, dude. That hurt like a butt cheek on a stick. Swatting. Swatting. You done got swatted. Speaking of swatting, how's your swatting going? How you, how's the training going? Training's going good. Yeah. Yeah, training's going good. It's been uh it's been largely almost exclusively early morning weights for me nice. lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've kind of uh transitioned in that way uh to the early morning training uh just because of life circumstances. And I, like I've been moving in that direction more and more, but you know, uh and like I'll sneak one in. Like yeah. yesterday I was making the rounds on behalf of uh G Code. 
kind of uh, hitting stores in the greater New Jersey geographic area. And uh, it brought me by my buddy Travis Rogers' gym, um, which is like a sort of like a, a gritty, um, like basic bare bones uh, personal training studio that's like kind of growing and growing in prominence in the uh, Philly outskirts, the Bristol nice. area. Nice. And, Shouts. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's like real people doing real things. And uh, he's a great, a great dude. And um, I used to train with him from time to time. Like he was he. he is a very prominent bodybuilder and competed on like the national level one his weight class in the usa's and stuff like that like really good bodybuilder over yeah. the years and in his prep for some competitions like i would train with him um we'd do legs together because like legs was one of his weak points so you know i would like really push him and we would have great workouts together over the years and um he was the kind of guy like who kind of took it upon himself to start his own gym in this in this area um where I think there aren't that many sort of uh, facilities, like yeah. a personal training studio uh, where he sort of has these, um, you know, he's like a hardcore bodybuilder, but he has like these general fitness classes and all that sort of stuff going on. And right. it's like the kind of, and it's the kind of thing too, where it's like, I see him posting pictures online and the groups are growing and growing in terms of the, awesome. the people who are showing up at his thing. And I, you know, it's sort of like from humble beginnings yeah. and it shows like what happens when somebody kind of takes a leap and chases their dream and, and sticks with it. You know what I mean? Sticks yep. with it. He said it was kind of slow and stagnant at first. And, and, and now I see like people really turning out for his thing. So it's awesome to see. But anyway, um, speaking of squeezing in a workout, um, you know, I had trained yesterday morning and then was out on the, you know, road, just kind of making sales calls, hitting up, you know, hardcore gyms and supplement shops in the Philly area. And, um, when I swung by Travis's gym, he was, uh, the door was open, but he was out grabbing lunch. So I was like, oh, all right then. Just wait, <laughs> just wait. Just me waiting. and waits. Yep, yeah. Just waits waiting for me. So, Taunting you. so I was like, I'm going to squeeze in like 20 minutes of triceps here. And nice. like, just, you know, just like completely didn't plan it. Nice. And then I like had like an awesome tricep workout. My, my tries were fried and it was like completely impromptu. But like, I'm, I'm open to that more yeah. now in a way that I wasn't. Yeah. Back in the day, I think I was more rigid in my thinking, as I think a lot of guys are. Um, but I think pro that's probably because, like, a lot of the guys who are super rigid in their thinking are thinking of training with, like, a specific end goal. Right. Whereas I kind of think of training as, like, part of the process. Right. So, like, oh, can I throw a little more of that on my day? Gotcha. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, yeah, so it's mostly early morning training, but whenever I have an opportunity to sneak a second one in or – or, you know, I have a special reason to train, then I will do that. Um, we were in Baltimore this past weekend, and uh, set me and Vinny Galanti, shouts to Vinny G, the legend, Vinny set, up our, set up our booth at the Baltimore Fitness Expo uh, on Friday, and thank God he was there because I was completely brain dead. I was on, like, barely any sleep. What was the vibe out there? Was it cool? It was cool. Baltimore? It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, Baltimore is such a cool city, man, and and the where the convention center is located is, like, right by Camden Yards and nice. the Inner Harbor. Yeah, it's so awesome it's, like, a there. super nice area there. And it's, like, not like we really got a chance to do no, that still, uh, yeah. but it's just it's a cool, you get any crabs cool vibe. and i mean like the kind you eat yes i did not actually have crabs but i did have fish and chips twice oh. twice what was it haddock haddock uh it was i did have haddock dude yes. so fucking good fish and chips one of my favorite meals. you put the vinegar on it i don't no no gotta try it yeah malt, yeah. malt vinegar yeah of course that's that's like <sighs> the traditional the oh, that's yeah. the traditional but it, you gotta have hush puppies with it though 
Yeah. All right, I'm sidetracking all this. We're anyway, all oh, sorry. we're already on right, food. Hold on. So, you guys right, can't so, so, right, You all guys right. can't get me hungry and talk food with right. an hour left in the fucking Backing up to, to my last just note on training. But uh, so we were going to go train at the uh, Exile Fitness, I think it's called, which is like where Kevin Lavrone trains on Friday. But we're so shot. Yeah. And like I had gotten up that morning to train, even though I barely slept the night before. Because I was up, like, we were up filling funnels and get, folding T-shirts and getting all this stuff ready for Baltimore. And then Sienna got me up a couple times over the course of the night. And then I got up at, like, 6.30 and did hamstrings for no reason. <laughs> what, like, I'm getting ready for the Olympia? What am I doing, right? <laughs> so I do that, and then I drive down to Baltimore. Getting like ready for life. On blood, Yeah, exactly. I'm bloodshot, bloodshot eyes. I'm driving down I-95. <laughs> and, uh, and we set up the booth. I'm completely shot. I'm like, Vin, I want to go train at that gym, but I'm useless right now. I already trained today, and uh, it's just going to be, it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So I got up and I, I did the hotel gym workout. And I'm a, Dude, such a fan, her. I'm such a fan of the hotel gym. Uh, same here, man. If I can fuck, give me a gym where people are like, oh, this gym sucks. You can't do shit with it. There's nobody there. Yep. And I'm like, yep. it's, it's like having a fucking one-man buffet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, you it's know? always dead. There's nobody, never yeah. anybody in there. And like the, one of the things, so one of the only things I do when I like book hotel because I like to get like the, um, I like like the Homewood Suites or whatever, like the places that have like the kitchen. Yeah. They're awesome. Like you can often find those at the same price as a regular hotel room, but it's like more of like a chateau. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. A li- it's like having a little apartment as opposed to just having a, um, you know, standard hotel room. Like a little home. You got fridge and stuff. You know, you can any, cook any, something. Any pool action? Were you able to like do the post workout? Uh, I didn't do the post workout dip. No, I'm but, a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, the only thing I look for when I'm booking is to make sure I look at the pictures of the hotel. Yep. Or is there a little? Is that little dumbbell rack up to the fifties? Is, is it in? <laughs> bench that's it. Is yeah. it in the hotel gym? If it is, I'm in. That's all nice. I look for. That's the only prereq. Yeah, I love like the the one man buffet gym. Yeah. yeah. With like the pool, oh, with yeah. like the um, the clean, yeah, standing uh, bathroom in the hotel. Yep. Process with like brand new towels. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Like it's all, it's like you know, it's like a man spa. Yeah, it's like, for sure. You go through like the Jetsons assembly line of like yeah. workout pool, yep. cl- clean. No, it's awesome. It is awesome. And then you could just leave like a towel. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I don't have. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you luck out and you'll get some machines in there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 Every so yeah. often you get like that multi, like the um, the cable stack multi system yeah. that's got like you can do push downs and you know curls and it's called? got a, a it's got a uh, it's got a like you know like a universal gym. It's like the all in one. Yeah, the Eric universal. Gano. It's got the it's got the pull, it's got the pull ups. Bowflex station. Yeah, the Bowflex. <laughs> yeah, the Bowflex nice. thing. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, you just made a Ghana reference. I did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what people don't realize, too, is you go to these trade shows, and you're fucking shot oh, yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And so, you're fighting for, like, any gym space around, oh, especially, yeah. like, at the Arnold. It's, like, well, that's it. Like, when better we're, off lifting on the roof. When we were out at the Arnold, right, like, we only, in our time out at the Arnold, we only had one traditional gym workout, but we actually kind of drove to a place that was, like, off the right. grid. Right. And uh, so, because like, if you train down down downtown, it's just madness. It's the, a that powerhouse, uh, that powerhouse that's on what High and Long Street or whatever the corner of High and Long. Oh my god! Yeah. It's, it's, it's a it's a really good gym, but like, it is so insane there, dude. I gotta tell you this year, not just the hotel gym early mornings, which like two years ago even. Yeah, I I'd know like oh I'm gonna go down there and like see three or four people I know. Sure. And that'll be it. We're the only people in there. Yeah, yeah. Last year, it was like 30 people. Yeah, yeah. Total strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, God, there's like, people are like, 
And they're doing that because if you go in the afternoon, yeah, yeah, there's nowhere sure. to go in the afternoon. Course. So like, well, if I need to get a workout in, yeah. I'm going to use the hotel yeah, gym. Yeah. But they, there's nothing. And then the gyms in the afternoon were twice as packed. Sometimes yeah. they'll do shoots in there, videos. I'm like, literally fucking... sitting there looking at like, you know, because part of the company I was working for had like a gym constructed in the expo. And sure. I'm looking at it and I'm like. How can I get a workout in there? Dude, I was going to start. I'm going to get a workout in. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, start yeah. selling tickets to come, in, <laughs> to come in and lift. Yeah, for sure. For $50 a for head. Sure, for sure, Because you can fucking, you know, make 10 grand. Is it safe to say the Arnold is the most packed convention yeah. trade show? It's like show Disney World. Yeah. Of bodybuilding. Yeah, for it's sure. like fitness. Not even. It's like a concert. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. No, it's, it's madness. So, like, one of the cool things, though, right, like, that uh, I think sort of sets the tone, and it's kind of like, I feel like it's embedded in our brand, right, it's just, like, finding a way. You yeah. Gotta, you got to train. You got to yeah. train. Not yeah. training isn't an option, so you got to find a way to do it. So, one of the ways of, of uh, that we were addressing that, right, is, like, we tr- we went kind of off the grid and drove, like, 15, 10, 15 minutes to find a gym to train, and we went there, and there was nobody there, and it was great. But every day, we just start in the hotel gym, and oh, it yeah. was, like, yep, perfect. You know, it's like those workouts aren't necessarily, you know, it doesn't I'll reference it again. It doesn't have to be Dorian Yates, blood and guts. That's no. you're, you know, you're, you're maintenance. You're, you just want to get a pump. You want to get, get a pump. A, you want to start pump. your day on, a, on yeah. a good note. You want to feel good starting the day, you know, set the tone for the, for the day. And you know, you're out there busting your ass. So it's not like you're, you're not beating the shit out of yourself all day long. So your workout doesn't need to be, you know, this sort of brutal and intense thing, but instead it's just a way to kind of, uh, strike the right chord. You know, yep. for the day, and that's so. That's like, uh, I'm a huge proponent of the the hotel gym. Now, use it. Use talk it to, to me your about benefit. The numbers game. Oh, I. You know what, man? I just noticed this thing that I do right, uh, where I play all these sort of games with numbers when I lift, right? And Rain it's not. Man. It's not, style? it's not weights. Uh, dude, we'll go down that road if you want to. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff I can talk to you about. I think everybody does in some way. Sure. Yeah. So, like, all right, for example, one thing is, like, um, I often will say, like, all right, in my head, I'm going to do 20 reps. Okay? And I start, and I'll do, like, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four. So, by the time I'm on five, I've already done, like, eight reps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other, but, like... Not every one of those reps in my head necessarily counts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like you're you're going like and getting a groove. So that like re- 20 rep set might have actually been 31 reps. Yeah. But I only counted 20 of them, whatever right. that is, right? And then another thing um, that I always point out just about like human psychology is like how you want to do a set of 20 reps of squats. It seems really daunting. But if you do five sets of four reps and you break it down in your head like that, yeah. then it's much easier to tackle psychologically Absolutely. for whatever reason, right? Another thing I was thinking was that sometimes I lose count in terms of how many sets I did. Oh, yeah. So I just go and I do another one. Absolutely. Even if I think, like, all right, I was going to do five. Did I, Was that five? Ah, oh, fuck it. All right. So I'll go do another yeah, one. And here. odds are I probably did six. Same here, because if I'm a short one, yeah, yeah. I used to do the same thing with, like, running and everything. It's like, right. if I'm short one, yeah, yeah. or if I'm worried that I may be short one, That'll like nag at me. Sure, I know. It's like, man, for sure. You, that didn't. You didn't do that shit. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> what if I didn't do that? Exactly, shit? exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, for sure. I was supposed to do that. shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, all right, here's another example, right? So, um, like, I'm not very good at pull-ups, but I love the exercise. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, people are really good at some exercises. Yeah, I'm with you on right? that. I'm with so you on it. I struggle at them, even though I feel they're very effective. And like, <laughs> I learned how to do them 
uh, watching Ed in Brigantine. Shouts to Ed, the man, who, the triathlete who ran, runs the Brigantine Fitness Center, and would call himself the strongest man in the world. But would always get weights in for like an hour every day, ninety minutes every day, and hit the bike and hit the hit the street and run. And uh, he would do like dead hang pull ups. So it's like full extension, paused at the bottom, pull up to the top. Yeah. So like that's one rep because you see a lot of guys who are like. Yeah. Up and the down, three inch yeah, stars. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, if I, to me, it's like, all right, do I want to do fifteen of these half-ass things that also look like you're gonna hurt yourself too? Like, I feel like it puts your biceps in a weird mm-hmm. place, and you're more likely to just to get hurt. Like the you see those crazy CrossFit pull-ups where the people are swinging their body and then, yeah, man, fuck uh, that kip-ups or something. Yeah, right. So you're gonna fuck up I your sh- shoulders, your, yeah. your you know your shoulders, your elbows, your wrists, your biceps. God knows what, right? So. You know, doing these dead hang pull-ups, I can only do so many. So, like, you know, um, like, oftentimes, like, I do a good set of five. All right, that's cool, right? So, But often my first one sucks. Like, my first set, it, it hurts. And I'm not warmed up yet. Same, so then on the second set, I might get six reps. So then if I get six reps on the second set, right, I have to, I think to myself, all right, well, I can do six reps, and I only just did five. So now this next rep, I got to do seven. Yeah. So then I've averaged six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it makes no sense, but uh, like I don't know. I know. I mean, it's just the it funny, weird things that happen with numbers. Like, and it's just going on in your mind. And it's almost going on like on a subconscious level, where you don't want to cheat yourself, right? And it's just how you're thinking about and approaching, you know, the numbers that that you That's know kind are of part like of lifting. That just uh, approach is kind of where like the whole bookends thing comes for sure. me, where I'm like so worried that. Because I've haven't been like seriously lifting except for the last like two months, let's sure. say on a consistent all right. That I'm like, do I get fatigued faster than most people would be? Right. And am I then leaving something on the table because early in the workout I'm like, oh shit, man, my fucking I can't lift my arms over my right, head. Right. Did I really? Can I hit it more? Right. Sure. So that's why I always I've been going back. I did it this morning with fucking chest. Yeah. And. uh I'm just trying to like my my worst fear is like that I go to the gym and I spend like a fucking hour there and don't get anything out of it and I didn't do anything. Right, right, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not go than yeah. than go and be like, oh, that was that three or four sets, right. oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm exactly why the fuck do why you know, you know what I mean? Way. Like, so I could definitely see how that's like you know feeds into itself over yeah, time. Yeah. Speaking of numbers, the best thing. You're a big advocate of four straps, right? Yeah. If you yeah, have sure, a spotter. Sure. Well, yeah, if if you're if you're talking about um really, you know, pushing yourself, if you're talking about maximizing strength and size gains, I think yeah, for having a spotter who helps you grind out reps is a big deal. Sure. What was it? Didn't you say something about that? Or it's like the we four straps are the ones. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I know we touched yeah, on Yeah, yeah, no, just that that I had a conversation um with with a guy who was a uh, serious like big bencher and yeah. what he got across to me was that he, he, he the, what he thought was one of the greatest tools in terms of raising your bench was to have a spotter that you trust who once you've run out of gas can help you grind out reps give like give a half help. a rep and then give next week it's, give you yeah. right give you a little help on grinding out you know you got five yeah. you got four and you're going for your fifth and you couldn't get it if you didn't have a spotter but he's there to help you give you that little bump you know just doing that movement it's like yeah, oh. yeah of course right and just grinding it out when you've reached failure now you now you're still you're still lifting even though you've reached positive you know muscle muscular failure so i got a question for you guys okay. give me some this is for me as well as anyone listening me give here. me okay. a, a sleeper 
or like a go-to exercise for each body part body part okay like is there something that and it could be if it's just bench for chest you know what i mean but like what is like your what's like the underrated chest exercise or i got a back one that i think is underrated awesome is the dumbbell pullover okay Mm -hmm. so doing a a pullover uh, laying across a bench okay um and you're holding a dumbbell with both hands and stretching stretching backwards stretching backwards the and, cage. and so you're laying horizontally you're on right the bench? so instead of laying the way you're you're supposed to lay on a bench you're laying yeah. across the bench that gotcha. way where you're like shoulder blades and upper back are on the bench gotcha and then you're holding the dumbbell and you're bringing the dumbbell back yep. over, over you your head and you're stretching it now that can be a some guys use that as a chest movement also mm-hmm. um but i think it's really about range of motion like i, mm-hmm. I like it most for back um but so like the way I would do it if you're going to do it for back would be to get that stretch as far as you can to the back and you shouldn't be able to necessarily you shouldn't be able to hit the dumbbell on the ground behind you but get that stretch as far back as you can on on that uh, you know while laying across that flat bench and then bring it up to your eyes and that's the range of motion so full stretch to the eyes and just focus on pulling with your back bringing that dumbbell up with your back I'm gonna have to use that yeah it's a good one um it can be more of a chest movement also. Guys, some guys use it for chest. But if, if you're doing it for chest, then I would think that you would bring the dumbbell like to your chest. Yeah. So you'd bring it to like where the bar would. So instead of stopping here, you stop like here. Um, I feel like with that's back, that's but you like got it, but, the but biggest range of motion. I've done those I've done those really heavy. But I've also like gotten like a little bit of bruising on my lat. Like yeah. meaning that you tore a couple, you know, tore a few muscle fibers here and there, which, yeah. you know, freaks you out. Yeah. Um, doing not like not much weight, like doing a 60 pound dumbbell and, and like and that happened. So it's like it's kind of exercise you can really feel, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm you will be tomorrow. fucking sore when you do those. You'll be I'm sore. doing back tomorrow. So uh, the sing- one leg stiff legged deadlift, the dumbbell stiff legged deadlift one leg mm-hmm. at a time for your hamstrings. Yeah. Woo. If you want an exercise that is just going to get you brutally sore, just out of the blue, right? Okay. So you um, hold on to something with, uh, with like, say, your left hand, dumbbell in your right hand. Mm-hmm. And then you bend your knee so you're, you're uh, only standing on one leg. And then with that right hand, you would basically bring the dumbbell, you, with your leg straight, you would basically bring the dumbbell down, touch your toes, and then back up. Mm. And you would come back up, but you wouldn't come back up so far as like you might on a deadlift where you flex your whole upper back. Yeah. But you just come up to like uh, right before you're like at full, fully straight posture yeah. uh, so that you're trying to keep that emphasis on your hamstrings. Man, those are killer. Those wow. are killer. And like I'm talking, take a 20-pound dumbbell and do it. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to be Bill Kazmaier time. Like just yeah, yeah, take, yeah. you know, yeah. little uh, baby weights. That's it, what I'll be using. It's basically, you know, it's basically <laughs> stretching with weight. In your yeah, head is really what it is, and man, brutal. That would kill me. Brutal. It's awesome. I got one. Well, you got one, everyone. Come on. I got like a tricep workout okay. with the uh, cable. It's kind of a um, superset ordeal. Awesome. So what you want to do is you take the cable, right, and you kind of just do pull downs for triceps. Yep. Right, like a rope push down. Yes, right. rope push down. Right. And then right when you're worn out and you do, you know, 10, 15, you go right over. You bring it right over your head. You yep. turn around. You do a one eighty. And then you just do yeah. overheads. Yeah. And then from there, you can tie the, the rope in like kind of like a small little knot. Mm-hmm. And you can just do single arm at a time. Mm. Sure. And that will just fucking yeah. roast your triceps. Yeah. It's and like I mean, the 21s of triceps. Yeah. Dude. 
Yeah, and it's like you know that's like an op- uh, situation too where you're um, you're utilizing a uh, you're using utilizing your time better, right? Yeah. Like from a time efficiency standpoint, like for example, like what he's saying, like and even if you do like say you're using the fixed like kind of triangular bar, yeah. right? And you're doing the the metal bar and you're doing push downs, and instead of just ending that set at the push down. You turn around and you do the overhead extension, and you're just basically, you know, taking that sort of dead time and adding in another tricep movement that's different enough where you have more reps yep. in you, and you know, it ends up being, you know, 25, 30 reps that you just did back to back, and it just ends up being more productive, more time efficient. That's dope. Try doing like a back pull down workout where you're using a different attachment every set. It's interesting. Or, yeah. or arms or tricep, you know, tricep, bicep, every, every set you're using a different attachment. So you're hitting your, your muscle a different way. That's a way to spice it up. Well, speaking of spicing it up, I, it's just something I uh, read this week. Okay. It was recently about going from training to diet here. Okay. The hunter gatherer diet. Okay. So this guy, um, I'm imagining it to be paleo. Well, this guy actually went, okay. Into Africa. Wow. To live with like one of the last actual hunter gatherer societies or communities that exist in the world currently. Okay. So, but what he wanted to measure was the effect of um, microbes, the diversity of microbes in his system. Okay. Hmm. And because he considered that to be a one of the best metrics of health is to have the most diverse microbes. Okay. Um, what's, uh, let me exp- let me try to explain this. I, the way it works out is like the more diverse your microbes are, the less likely you are to be attacked by illness. Okay. Okay. Because you have more tools sure. in the toolbox with which to defend yourself, basically. Okay. And uh, he went and lived amongst them and ate oh, like honeycomb, berries, 600 different they, they feast off 600 different species of birds wow he was uh, f- floored by how easy it was that basically it was like a buffet of nature wow like they it's not like they spent like 15 hours a day right, right, right. hunting and or gathering we're starving most of the starving time. no it's like oh let's go for a walk oh here's the berry bush here's this bush right. here's that here's that and like eating at their leisure wow and like that's how they go like it seemed very right. like Great. And so, um, make a long story short, afterwards he found that, like, the diversity of his microbes after, like, three days with them increased by, like, 100%. Wow. Wow. Versus, so, I say, you know, you're talking about, like, the range of motion for your, like, back. Yeah. And there's, like, a whole, I think this is, like, a principle of life, right? So, it works for your workout. For your diet, you should not eat the same foods, all the time. Sure. Oh, for sure. It's actually diversity. Less healthy for right. you. Yeah. Like some people are like OCD about it, especially yeah. in my experience, like you know, bodybuilders stuff like that, sure. where it's like, you know, so red rice. People are like rice cakes, oatmeal, right. egg whites, chicken right. breast, blah blah right. blah. And like I understand that like that's because of the nutrients involved in those foods, and there's only so many ways to eat the you know to to hit your numbers, but it's actually not you at your optimal health right. to eat 
the same meals over and over again. Like you should, it's like, it's like nature saying to you, like, try that food you don't normally eat mm -hmm. or would be like afraid to eat normally, you know? And it works out like even genetically, like the only reason our species got this far is because we're so diverse. Like if we only had one type of human, right? we're more likely, sure. there's more likely like a plague that's going to pop up that wipes yeah. us out. Right, right, right. Because everybody's genetic traits are so similar in that scenario right. that it would be easier for one single a, strain of something that's to destroy it. Boom. everybody. But right. if there's diversity of right. people on earth, right, you're, right. there's a better chance to be resistant sure. to whatever pops up. Figure out how they were resistant. It's right. a, it's like the best argument ever for like an ignorant race. Right. It's right. like right. Sure. the future of the species depends, depends on, on diversity. diversity. Right. Like the future of a country depends on its right. diversity. Sure, sure, of course. You know? Of course. Um, well, what's interesting that you're talking about, right, um, also... Like I, I've been sort of um, like introspective and I'm working on like a next the next article that I'll be writing yep. and it's about like self control and the manner of like um, uh, managing managing your thoughts. Yep. And you know how like the ability to harness your thoughts and uh, sort of control your thoughts and and dominate like that inner space is like the greatest conquest you could make. Right. Yep. And when you're talking about the diversity of microbes and, and all that, it makes me think about like how you hear so often, uh, people talk about how health in general, like all originates in the gut. Yeah, no, that's, that's you why know? this guy was pointing it out. He's yeah. like, you know, that the good bacteria and whatnot are are the thing it that correlates will, yeah. to life expectancy, yeah. immune, like right yeah. immune immune health, which yeah. is linked to everything. Yep. Yeah, and and just the idea that like a, a lot of the um, diseases that people are plagued by and whatnot, like a lot of the the maladies that either pop up or things that are genetic, oftentimes they can be um, managed or even eliminated by like creating optimum gut health and a lot of it comes down yeah. to bacteria and it's just crazy when you think about it that way like there is an intrinsic health value then to like just eating food that you haven't had before sure you know sure. like it's not just you know like there's actually a tangible difference like you're putting something else in your body that you sure. don't have sure. just because it's different it's inevitable that there will be microbes in that yeah, that yeah. you don't have in you right. if you never eat it right you know it's interesting like some people get into like these diets where they're sure. like well, I can only eat these, like, four types of things. And uh, if I do that, I'm going to have energy and lose weight. And, like, you know, they have whatever their goal is. But that's not necessarily, like, the healthiest version of you. Of course. Like, I'm all for, like, people doing what makes them, like, feel good. Right. Oh, and, and sure. like, over time, not just in the moment. Like, yep. you shouldn't just eat ice cream. Yep. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I get it. Right, right, sure. <laughs> My wife's at home like, I shouldn't? <laughs> well, uh, back to um, anecdotal bro science, yeah, which seems to be a motif. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've always, I've often postulated that, um, like, in order to maximize or optimize muscle building, you should have as diverse a portfolio of amino acids as you possibly yep. can. Makes right? sense. So then that means then by extension, that you need to eat a bunch of different protein sources. Portfolio. Sorry. Right? Diversify, <laughs> diversify yeah. your portfolio. No, but, right? So, like, the idea that you should just be eating a bunch of different protein sources. So you shouldn't just be eating chicken. You yep. know, you should be eating eggs. You should be eating chicken. You should be eating beef. Yeah. beef. You should be eating turkey. You should be eating fish. 
Yeah. You know, you should be consuming dairy, nuts. you know, right, nuts, uh, legumes, you know, beans. Get all, your legumes on. Right. Lengths. You know, even, even pork. It's interesting how pork is, like, pork doesn't seem to be a bodybuilding meat of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I love pork. And, you know, I, I and it's interesting because I, I, I don't necessarily eat it all the time with regard to my traditional clean meals. Yeah. Or whatever that means. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. food that I'm preparing, but I love, you know, various forms of pork. Um and it's just it's just interesting how like the you know, you don't really see pork tenderloin or pork uh pork tenderloin or pork chops or which can be very lean and, and Dude, I, pork chops one, are great. Yeah. One you week, but you don't see bodybuilders eating them that often. You wonder why not? One meal a week for yeah, me yeah. is a is a lean yeah. chop or yeah. tenderloin. Something yeah. like that. Pork tenderloin is like it's incredible. And plus, yeah. I find like a tenderloin is like easy to cook, man. Yeah, sure. I, it's not hard to throw like a marinade yeah. together and just throw it in the oven. Yep, yeah. you know, yep. and it can last for like a couple meals. Oh, for sure. Um, but for sure. you know, like it makes sense. Like, like I've known people, like my brother-in-law, will like starve himself all week and eat salads all week, and then on right. the weekend, eat and drink, right? Mm-hmm. And like struggle and be like, oh, I don't know. And I've said, like, you know, like, your body gets on a clock and learns to anticipate that schedule and know, like, oh, well, like, on Friday night it might start, like, by Friday morning it's like, oh, I can start, food's coming, so I can start burning these little calories. But then it's Monday and your body knows, I'm not getting shit for four days and is clinging to every ounce of salad dressing you've... Yeah. And that's that's it. Like, it's a a fact, like, that... uh, you know, you hear, often hear a lot of people who are n- new to the thought of like bodybuilding dieting, mm-hmm. and they're saying like, you know, you're dieting to lose body fat and, you know, likely lose weight as well, right? Um, just to use like sort of mainstream nomenclature, right? Yep. But uh, you're you're losing weight, but you're eating so much more. Yeah. And the idea being that, um, you know, back to hunter gatherers, right, and back to uh, you know our. Um, natural state you know from an evolutionary standpoint there were periods in history where a person would eat you would go out and you would you know kill a deer and you would eat you would eat the you would eat the deer your family would eat the deer whatever you would go forage berries and you would eat the berries and whatnot right but then um you might not eat for a week yeah so from an evolutionary standpoint the body is taught to hold on to calories for dear life because it might not be fed again unless you're training your metabolism to expect more fuel to be coming in and then it's it's more apt to process calories saying let me get rid of this shit because i I know there's more coming i know there's more coming yeah whereas if you're you know, sort of, that's why starving yourself never translates no. to getting in shape or losing weight. Never. People, people think that's the case, but, you know, uh, you know, barely, you know, uh, binging and purging and all that stuff. And, 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 you know, putting yourself in a situation where, you know, you're going hours and hours and hours with no food. That's not conducive to improving your body or losing weight. No. And, but it's a, you know, but it's a, it's a thing that people That's how your so, hair falls out. Well, you know that 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 can happen with with really extreme dieting, especially especially extreme dieting that's low in fat, low carbs, and low fat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what people don't realize is your body is freaking smart and it knows. So if you're not like you said, if you're giving it this quantity of food and these different sources, and you're strict, and on the weekend you just eat whatever the hell you want, it knows. It adapts. Yeah, it's like it knows. Oh, all right. 
I'm going to hold on to this shit. Yep. That's why people do the cheat meals and all that shit. But, but like, if you're going to do like a cheat meal, like I think it's even good to like change when you do it in the week sure. or change when you work it. Like it shouldn't be, you want your body to be able to handle anything that comes to it. It comes at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Same with your, the way you want to be in life. The way to do that is to have as a chaotic, you know, hit it with as much shit at different times, make it unpredictable so right. that it, when something, cause that's how life is. Yeah falls out of the sky you can oh i'm used to right you know right chaos right and it's like it reminds me of like uh i remember talking to uh tara's sister brandy who's a sweetheart and it's ex- yep. incredibly like uh has, has strong opinions and strong personality very smart and you know um her husband is a, a husband trad chad is like a really uh a successful trainer mm-hmm. um and you know they're both in shape and they, they both you know i think on a general basis they eat a pretty clean diet right and uh so much so that brandy would say something like oh i would have pizza blah 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 but i'll be on the toilet all day tomorrow <laughs> and like i was thinking of my and i would think to myself like and i I, would, I wouldn't think to myself i would say it to her like if your diet is so clean that a slice of pizza is gonna put you out of commission you up yeah like fuck your life up, yeah. then your something is wrong with your diet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if your body is going to be should be the opposite. Up, be like I had a slice of pizza. And I don't even know that it happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But if like you know uh, something like a slice of pizza is so alien to your system that your body doesn't know how to react to like an influx of ten grams of fat or fifteen grams of fat or whatever from from cheese on a pizza, it's going to shut you down for 24 hours. Like that's not a good sign. I mean, it goes back to the thing. It's like you know, like if you ingest germs. Like, I, it's like the whole thing with, like, hand sanitizer to right, me. Right, right, sure. Yeah. It's like, it actually makes you weaker. Right, sure. It's like saying, like, yeah. it's almost like saying, like, I'm going to never get in a fight. <laughs> I want to protect myself. Right. I'm never getting in a fight. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the, actually the not the best to way to learn yeah. how to defend yourself yeah. is to be prepared. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to let, it's like, you need to let your body build up its defenses mm-hmm. by having something come against it. Yeah. If you just live in a bubble... It's not going to take much to take you out someday. Yeah, someone once told me, like, if you give a starving kid in Africa a Happy Meal or, like, a Big Mac, it could kill him because his body's not used to, like, all those calories and all oh, this different yeah, shit. Yeah. And it's just, like, right. the body doesn't yeah, know what sure, to do, sure, so sure. it just yeah, shuts down. because he probably eats, like, rice. Right. He yeah. probably has, you know. If he's lucky, if he's lucky right. If yeah. he's lucky, he's right. got, like, a UN package of, like, right. nutrient-infused rice. Right. And, like, that's as diverse as his diet. And right. that's the so same I, thing. It makes sense. Of course. And that's, right. that it's the, the same extreme thing. example of what we were just talking about. Where even if, like, a bodybuilder's dieting, dieting, right, dieting, right, and right. then they're, they're done with their show and they fucking drink all this Gatorade and eat all this shit and their body goes into shock and they go, no. So, so what we're basically saying to you is, like, if it's a Tuesday and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon... And you're hearing this, and you normally wouldn't have like four burgers until Saturday. Do it right now. There you go. Your life you go. just Mike made the. That's a good point. And supersize it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well Build said. your body up. Well said. With that happy meal. Well said. White Castle Crave Case. What hey. up? Crave Crate. Fuck it. Hey. Speaking of the Crave. Dirt Malone is a proponent of the White Castle. As a, oh, dude, it's a common, hey, look, it's a common thread in this room. Ambassador. You are. You are. Common Speaking of the room. brands, yeah, we'll be uh, right back with the Squadcast. Here's a message. Squad.
also the G-Code Nutrition Takeover Tour will be undertaking its second leg um, once again in Jersey on Saturday, July 29th. So we're finalizing the locations. Um, but I had somebody hit me up on Instagram the other day and say, hey, I want that dark gray, uh, dark heather gray shirt um, with the with the big takeover tour logo on the back. Uh, I missed you guys last time. How can I buy one? And I said, you can't buy one, but you can get one for free. You just gotta, you gotta come meet us uh, as we're on the grind for the next takeover tour. And his response was, I'm there. So we basically uh, are mapping out the route as um, the days go by, and we should have probably uh, everything perfectly lined up uh, a week out. So um, by this weekend, we'll basically know where it's starting, where it's ending, and uh, most of the stops on our way through. But uh, it will be um, South Jersey through Central Jersey again, but just all different locations. And where can we find out about the second leg of the G-Code Takeover Tour? Instagram, Facebook, as always. We will be documenting the entire thing. We'll be yes. hy- hyping it up and then documenting it in real time as we go. Come and uh, be blessed. We'll break you the, off. The blessed sacrament of the takeover tour, the baptism. You call yeah. The I mean, we squad. baptize you in vice. You come out. We'll pour. You, we'll pour you a solo cup. Man, it's a party. We'll pour you a solo cup. You can come train with us. We'll train at the beginning and the end of the tour, um, and then we'll be hitting up different uh, supplement stores along the way and. We come bearing gifts. That's what we do. We, we put the, uh, the G in generosity. Boom. And if you're outside of the tri-state area, head to gcodenutrition.com. Dirk, give me a promo code. I know you got one up your sleeve. We got G-Code 20. Yeah. If you spend $40 or more, you get free shipping and 20% off your entire order. That's you're pretty much stealing from us. too right? much. You're pretty much, much taking it. But yeah, try out Vice, grab some uh, dope uh, apparel, and uh, we got a bunch of other stuff on there. So check us out, gconutrition.com. So there's a possibility that Kanye West maybe is on a Curb Your Enthusiasm, new season speculation. I saw a still image like from six months ago i want to say and it was larry david and kanye in a convertible together and looked like formal wear and i so i don't know if that's what that's from if that's from the the forthcoming season of kirby enthusiasm which to me is probably the funniest show ever on television um and and like you know i don't watch shit these days i basically gave up television for not for lent but you know you know what i'm saying gave up tv in the process of of uh the process um, but I will make time for Kirby Enthusiasm because that is one of the funniest, most brilliant shows ever. Larry David is like, I was saying, like, Hilarious. you got Kanye and Larry David in a convertible together. It's like my two favorite celebrities. I don't really like any celebrities, and they're like my two favorite guys. So it's like <laughs> it's Ka- Ka- the, the thought that that Kanye would be like a character on the show is just amazing. October first, I think he, they he'd drop. be perfect. It would be perfect for it. And le- and seeing and imagining like Larry playing off of him is just the best thing ever. Like those energies colliding is yeah. an awesome thing. Um, but I, I did see just the one preview, and you know, like uh, he came, he saw, he conquered, right? It's uh, it's le- Larry like dressed in like um, like a Roman emperor, yeah. and it just said he left, he did nothing, he returned. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I was like, it's, it's so amazing, so amazing.
One of the one of the great comic geniuses of our lifetime. I saw one of the episodes on the plane. <laughs> And he's like mingling with all these rich people. And he's like, hey, my daughter's going to stop by your house. She's selling Girl Scout cookies. The daughter's going to stop by Larry's house. Yeah, so okay. so the daughter stops by. He's like, oh, you know what? Give me five cases of everything. And then all of a sudden she's like, uh-oh, I think I got my first period. Oh, he's like, don't yeah, worry, dude, don't worry. Yeah, I'm divorced. Uh, there's, there's female products out there. So he gives her a tampon. She's in there, and he's like, "What do I do?" And he's like, telling her through the door, <laughs> "Insert this." And so now the father's like, "Don't go to." He hears through the grapevine, "Don't go to Larry's house." He like, he was doing things with my daughter and all this. He's like, "What? Are you kidding?" I was helping her, and then the whole Girl Scout brigade comes and says, "Hey, you owe money." He's like, "You know what? I don't want the Girl Scout cookies now." And it's just like situations like that that could happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's, it's just genius, and the whole show is improv. It's just the, the uh, like the premise. premises. The premises. They go into oh, a man. scene and they're like, "You're mad at me because I want your Dodgers tickets, or yeah, I yeah. used your Dodgers, yeah, whatever." Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And yeah. So they don't know what the thing is yeah. going to be that sticks out. It's so fucking funny. That's yeah. one of the one of the funniest shows ever. Yeah, October first, I think the season nine drops. I can't wait. Must I can't watch. Wait. Must, yeah, you you haven't caught that. up at all on the, any Peaksy and Action. Sadly, I have not. You got to make it to that one episode. Okay. Just because it's a Dolly painting. Okay, okay. It's an hour of Dolly That's painting. Amazing. You know. That's David amazing. Lynch. No, no, I, I, I want to see it. I, I see it pop up on the on demand, um, that there's like uh several now archived, and I just haven't had a chance to watch them, but I want to. I You'll want to. You'll do it, man. I know. I, I saw. You, you, you believe in me. Your faith means something. I saw the uh, speaking of. I got a, a list of some fuel in the fire. Thanks. Nice. Now I told you about. We talked about Stretch and Bobito. Yes. Hip hop radio pioneers. They are back. They are on NPR. Amazing. It's called What's Good. I believe it's a podcast. Wow. So though I don't want to put a dent in our numbers, I will promote. <laughs> we'll be, yes, <laughs> yeah, we can promote. Yeah, we can promote. Uh, yeah, yeah. What I would, okay, we call that our brother podcast? Yes, it's would a brother podcast. We co-sign that. <laughs> they, I'm sure they're we're, so excited. I, I await their that. endorsement. Yes, yes. Their return endorsement? It's not impossible. Um, Someday. Are they playing music on the show? I don't know. I I think the premise is more so talk ish interview than just music. They already but have yeah, episodes. History, but I don't know. We'll, I haven't heard it yet. The first one, literally, like I saw it like on the way here today. Oh, I love those guys. So I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I might be wrong. Maybe it is just music, but since it's on NPR, I assume it's kind of like snippet. Talk about it. Talk to a dude. Great news. Doesn't Something matter. Like Whatever it is, I'm in. Yeah, always good. Like they should have their own like brand. And so, for, so for and those like, who don't know too much about them, give them a little background. Oh, well, they just had like the preeminent uh, indie underground New York City hip hop radio show for like 15 years. That like Biggie, Big L, Jay Z, Nas, like you fucking name it, somebody would like pass through at some point was on their show, thoroughly interviewed. Broke new music, broke new artists. Yeah, unsigned artists that they that debuted on their radio show went on to sell a combined three hundred million records. Yeah, who when they went on their show, people didn't know and were not signed to record labels. Yeah, jeez, went on to sell three hundred million records. So people are going to be knocking on the door to get in there. Ah, you know, it depends on what the format is. But well, if yeah, I mean, if, they could get like anybody they want. Yeah. If they were breaking, if they were still in the business of breaking new music, who knows? I'm sure they are. Be crazy. Um, Speaking of radio, yeah, Mike and the Mad Dog Thirty for Thirty. I heard, I heard. Um, Now, like Mike and the Mad Dog, for those of you who don't know, uh, Northeast Titans of 
basically invented like sports talk radio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the original WFAN 660 AM in New York. Yes, the uh, fan. The fan was like, uh, you know, it's interesting, right? Because like pre-internet, I would say that the media I ingested the most was probably WFAN. I probably listened to WFAN more than I listened, than I watched television. And like, like I would literally go to bed every night listening to WFAN. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Is that Steve Sports Radio 66, the fan? That's it. W-F-A-N. Exactly that. New and I, I feel York. like it's, it's glory years are in the rear view. I would agree. Yeah. I think there was something like organic happening with that station where yeah. it was like before, like, bro, it was like pre sports center. Right. Because going like yeah. widespread in many yeah. ways. Like to me, it was always like the real version that ESPN was trying to be. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, for sure. And now you see like, uh, and I'm, I emphasize the you see it because I don't watch it. I literally don't even like put on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. That I know. crazy. I know. Um, like, you know, they have, like, two people talking. It's like, oh, well, let's do a poll. And it's, like, the fake cheering sound. And, like, the fucking chick and the yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, they do all... I don't even know who the fucking yeah, names yeah. are. But you know what I mean? It's, like, sports talk, nation, union, fucking Well, it's funny. They, those, like, they sprinkle in, like, ESPN radio and whatever. Like, we'll... Because I don't really listen to it at all anymore either. But, you know, but there are it's people, a caricature and there are, of what we're talking about. And there are yeah. people, though, in that world still that I'm fond of. Right. Like, I think Max Kellerman is awesome. Yes. One of my favorite people. Awesome. Um, in all of media, Max Kellerman. Um, I like Dan Lebetard. You know, you know I him? Know he is. Dan yep. Lebetard show. Yeah, I He's think. He, part, he was on part in the Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, I think, based out of Miami. Yep. And he's just, like, a kind of super smart, irreverent. Yeah sports dude yep. um who i think got a, enough of a following and local- you you also are a huge Stephen a smith fan <laughs> <sighs> all right well my it's mixed i i think Stephen a smith was uh super cool that he was a philadelphia inquirer writer yep. and had this awesome relationship with ai um kind of built his career on that and then, like, sort of the caricature of Stephen A. Smith I now. I can't even. I can't even do it. <laughs> Let me rephrase. It's a bit intense now, but I, I. There was a period when I really did like him, and I thought that he was kind of like a, I don't know, a secret of ours in Philly. And it's like, oh, this is here's this, you know, kind of cool dude who's like tight with Iverson, but he's a good writer and yeah. writes for the Inquirer and stuff like that. There was a point where I thought Stephen A. Smith was was awesome, but now he's like his uh, personality. He's all these guys, uh, I find all these guys annoying. There's yeah, very few like of them that aren't caricatures. Annoying. But like WFAN, back to Mike the Mad Dog, right? Yeah. Like uh, there was a time period where um, you had uh, Imus on in the morning before uh, uh, Die a Hero or Live Long Enough to See Yourself Become a Villain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there was Imus prior to that. Yeah. There was, uh, uh, which was like, like sort of like edgy, political, but also sports and pop culture show. And then you that was on in the morning. Um, and then you had Mike and the Mad Dog in the afternoon. You had like Steve Summers at night. Oh, he's, he's a brilliant like a, radio a genius. Yeah, brilliant radio personality. Um, there was a lot of awesome stuff on WFM back in the yeah. day. Um, but Mike and the Mad Dog were like the drive time, you know, heavy hitter power power ratings. Uh, Peanut butter and guys. jelly, like just a, yeah, a yeah. great mix of personalities. Yeah, I was trying to like explain, you know. Kaylee's younger than me. My wife's younger than me. So like, there's and not from the same towns necessarily. Sure. So I'm always like trying to like explain context. Like, so of course I'm like, well, you have to watch this, Mike. <laughs> <I'm 30 laughs> yeah, yeah, for thirty like, with why? me, she's like, 
great. Yeah, yeah. I'll be having that conversation with her. Yeah. But I'm trying to, like, explain the significance. Yeah. And, like, the voice, you know, like, it's like a, it's like um I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but like, you know, a great newscaster. Sure. Who did like the national Cronkite. News. Cronkite. There sure. you go. At a certain point, it's not like, like the voice of God. No, I'm, I'm just, just thinking about the gravitas of Cronkite and now we're talking about Mike and the Man. No, but, but <laughs> no, no it's true. That, like, it's funny and it's true. These become like a f- member Part of your, your family yeah, yeah. in the living room. Background noise. Weave into sure. the fabric. Like sure. I think of like, you know, I found that about 9-11 by putting Imus on. Yeah. Talk about amazing radio. Yeah, they oh were because I think they were on to like five they're in like, the afternoon that day. Just keep going, yep. yeah, because no one else could get into yeah, town, yeah, yeah. into the city. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, all right, well, so I'm just stayed on the radio that whole day. Yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, like these things like weave into your memories. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, just like if something crazy happened, I'm sure you remember like who announced yeah. the news on TV yeah, yeah. in many many yeah. cases. Yeah. Um, and it was like similar, just to, you know, part of the fabric of our lives, our yeah, childhood. Yeah. Very much so. Um. I just, I, I can't, countless hours but, listening but to WFM said, with my dad. But countless that said, hours. I found the 30 for 30 itself to not quite scratch the itch okay. and do what I hoped it would oh, okay, do. Okay. It was kind of like a, there was something missing from it. Okay. And then trying to go through like the bullet points of right. like the important developments. Then we signed this. Right. Then we fought over this. Like, it was mm. good, and it had a lot of stuff. Right. But to me, it was missing, like, the... Like, I had to go on YouTube right. afterwards and show Kaylee, like, a couple, like, five-minute Mad Dog rants where he's, like, losing his mind. Right. To really capture... Sure. ...what it was like. Sure, sure, sure. Because I, I didn't feel like that was, like, all in the 30 for 30. Wow. I mean, I, I can tell you, like, I have so many, like, nostalgic... Uh, I don't know. Just there's so much stuff like embedded in WFN and Mike yeah. and the Mad Dog and all that stuff. But like the f- funny thing is, I'll tell you exactly how I discovered them. Okay. All right. So I had moved to Jersey right. in '87. Okay. And uh, the day before fourth grade started, and I was a die-hard Mets fan. Yeah. Okay. So it's '87, and uh, the Mets were on WWOR Channel Nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the games that weren't. I didn't know where to find. You know, you really couldn't find them back then. Mm-hmm. And then I found them on the, me and my dad found them on the radio. Yeah. So I went to bed that night listening to WFAN, listening to Howie Rose and the Met announced the Mets games, the 87 Mets, Daryl and Doc and all those guys. And then the next morning I woke up and Imus was on. And I was nine years old. And I, but I was kind of into politics and all that stuff. And I, like, I could understood the humor of it all. And it wasn't like as, um, sophomoric as like Stern, yeah. right? And there was a little no, was more, more content involved. That for me, when yeah. I was a kid, it was like even as a kid, I'm like yeah. you put on like the Philly. First of all, we came from like South Jersey, which is like Philly's like little redheaded stepchild, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was always like weird to me. Like everyone's like a rabid Philly sports fan, yeah. But like it's in a different state, it's in a city, nothing like where we live. I mean, not nothing, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it sure. seemed like a world away when you're like 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do I have to do with this right. necessarily? And we were getting the Mets and Yankees games. like Channel 11 for the Yankees. Channel 11, WPIX. I'd go Mattingly. to sleep watching. When I was like a kid, you know how it is. Like, you just pick. I'm like, I love Mattingly. Claudel Washington. Claudel Washington. Yeah, yeah it's like my favorite Yankee when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. So you know, Ma- like, Mattingly, Mattingly, Winfield, and Henderson were on those oh, Yankees. Dude, they had and they sick, didn't win shit. Yeah, they didn't win shit. <laughs> but like, Claudel Washington was like, you know, like a 240 hitting yeah, yeah. 
outfielder left who'd hit field. like 24 home runs. But when you're a kid, you're like, you see him, whoever you saw hit like the furthest home run when yeah. you're like nine, you're like, that's my favorite. Yeah. So, but so I latched onto these teams on on Sundays. We'd get, we had this weird thing where we get like th- three games almost yeah, at yeah. one and four. Yeah, yeah. You can think about that yeah. now. Like you have to have like the red zone. You have to have the NFL yeah, package. Yeah. Yep. Back then, we had like a Philadelphia NBC, yep. a South Jersey NBC. Yep. The networks were allowed to simultaneously air games. Fox so, or CBS. Fox, CBS. Yeah. So you'd have three games at like one or four. I was a Dolphins fan. Yeah. Because the Dolphins were on. Because Dan Marino was on the team. Yeah. They were on every week. Yep. Yeah. Every week yeah. they'd be one of those three games because yeah. of Dan Marino. I, I remember being able to see the Raiders at four o'clock, like, like every, every, every other week, week probably. Yeah. Every other week the Raiders would be on. I'd be so pumped that I was on local, yeah. on local, on a local on feed. That four so o'clock game from the West Coast. It wasn't weird to like listen to something from a town, a city that you're not in. Yeah. To mm-hmm. me, it's like I'm watching the Yankees and Mets. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm watching the Dolphins. Philly seems just as far away as New York to right. my world. So what's you know, and then like the, you're saying like sophomoric, like yeah. so like the Philly sports talk radio that existed yeah. even to this day, but yeah. back then especially would be like roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, why am I like, listening? Dice to, like, Clay sports hour, radio. Yeah, like, why am I listening to hours of this? <laughs> right. Like you know. Well, and it became a thing too, right? Because I, when I moved from Scranton and I was this hardcore Mets fan, I was just surrounded by Phillies fans. Yeah. Like, man, it made me a whole more hardcore Mets fan. I was like, man, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? So like, WFAN was like the one thread that I had. That was connecting. That was able to connect me from where I was living to the Mets. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and the one so thing that Mike so the, important to me. The one thing I loved that Mike and beyond, the Mets beyond after school too is right. not just that it was like beyond the world, beyond time. Mm-hmm. They'd break out the baseball encyclopedias, yeah. and they they just spend like five hours like we're gonna go through who are the top twenty pitchers of yeah. all time, or who's the best left-handed yeah. pitcher of all time, and we're gonna go through all their stats. Yeah. So you're sitting here and they're like, but. Walter Johnson's fourth yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. In 37, yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. Like, Holy shit. And you're like yeah. sitting there and you're getting like a real back of the baseball yeah, yeah, card like context yeah, yeah. for sports history. Mm-hmm. You don't even get that on ESPN yeah. right now. No. Or ever. No. It's like I, I find myself like longing for those conversations yeah, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I don't know how long ago it was. It wasn't that long ago. I might have been talking to Derek Malone, but I was saying about how the year that Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs, Lou Gehrig hit cleanup. Yep. So Babe Ruth didn't hit cleanup, and he had 60 home runs. Babe Ruth hit third. Lou Gehrig hit behind him, and I think had 190 RBIs. <laughs> when the guy in front of you had it's 60 home runs, so every time you get up, there's nobody on base, and you have 190 <laughs> RBIs, right? Like those are conversations. I'm not. Where can I have that conversation? Where do I, can I hear that kind of stuff? Yeah. Who's talking about that stuff now? And it's like to me, like one of my favorite things of childhood was like learning that stuff and those conversations with my dad but then conversations that me and Skull would have and you know like there was a there was a love of knowledge and history and the lore of sports absolutely I'm not saying it's gone now but I just don't know where it is, and I I don't find. I mean, it is in the thirty for thirties. It's there. Yeah, uh, it's a in like there. I think the Ken Burns baseball oh, documentaries yeah, I mean, are like yeah. as good as television gets. Yep. But like, you really have to go look for that stuff. Like, I I feel like Grantland mm-hmm. does some of that yep. sort of content. Yeah. Um, but in general, like you know, it's it's harder to find. And and Mike and the Mad Dog are guys who were. Um, there was nothing better, yeah, man. When they'd be, they like, were protectors of that. Yeah, I mean. I, like 50% of the baseball knowledge I have is like from, from hearing them that. like 
an encyclopedic informed debate. Right. You know, top five right-handed starting yeah. pitchers of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just people regurgitating the news that they and hear. And metrics and a lot of stuff where right. you're like, right. it only matters. It's only interesting to me in like context. Mm -hmm. right. I like hearing about like the hot, you know. The uh, the the strikes and right. the you know when they raise the mound and right. like Sandy Koufax and you know what I mean right. like the perfect game in the World Series. That's when like things become compelling right. when you have a sense of like what's historic and what isn't right. and what a great feat is and what isn't and the metrics know? right and the cyber metrics and all that stuff right like like I think about um, Nate Silver yeah and you know like he, he how he was a um, you know, he, he completely nailed like the 2012 election, um, electorally and down to like yeah. voting districts and stuff like that, but then like caught a fat L in 2016 and had yep. the whole thing wrong. Um, but he, his blog was picked up by ESPN, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Nate Silver is just a statistical genius. So yep. you could see all, like, I think, um, you're, you're able to go there and you're able to look at, um, like the uh, there's a sports uh, the analysis of sports through statistics, and I don't know if that's good if it's good if it harkens back to what I'm talking about or if it's or if it's like further um, adding a layer of like technical technological analysis to it's sports both. that's like is it stealing its soul it's both right it's both like right. you can definitely go to 538 and yeah. you can find like 10 interesting articles right away right. and you'll be like wow this guy maybe that guy is better than i thought right. or maybe that team isn't as good as i thought right. or like well that's a really weird stat i've never even heard of right. but it, like it makes sense that that would be important like right. i'm not that yeah. stuff does have value oh, for sure but Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't have value. I'm, what I'm asking is, but some is, people does it like, are like, is it, does it, is it, metric whores, right, right, only in a modern context. Right. Don't think like anyone from 40 years ago could possibly like. Don't know anything about Jerry West, but will argue that like, dude, here's one for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I think I saw this on Twitter, okay. and it was some. I don't know if it was Fox Sports. It was some entity like that, and their question was like. Would 1984 Larry Bird even be an all-star today? Wow. Was the way it was phrased. Wow. Won the MVP. In right, right. And my immediate thought was like, he'd be the best player in the NBA yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> right, right. Would he even be on the all-star? Like, oh, my God. I, I, like, my heart's racing yeah, right yeah. now. He gets so upset. <laughs> the notion that, like, you know, right. at the very least, he's it's debatable that right. he's as good as LeBron right, right. now. In 1984. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. People be like, right now, somebody out there is like, bullshit, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. advanced, you know what I mean? Right, right. Russell Westbrook's his, better than Magic and all war, that. Yeah, sure. His war above replacement is, yeah, yeah. kiss my ass. Yeah. Well, that's it. You can kill it with statistics. And it's like, you know, the other thing, too, is like, I, like I, I hear a lot of people when it comes to, like, historical stuff, especially with regard to sports, like, oh, yeah, you know, that's before my time. Like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, you know, so or like I'm having that conversation. Exactly, I'm having that conversation. Like, you know, somebody older than me, and they don't. They're, I'm a huge baseball fan, but they don't, like don't know anything about Mickey Mantle or something. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're older than I am. Yeah, well, that's before my time. Well, yeah, it's before my fucking time yeah. too. Pretty much everything in human history is before <laughs> my time. You know, that's why. I'm, that's why I want to learn about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I can't turn on the television. So. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, they were cool at capturing that vibe. So. I did, uh, you know, throw on some I'm gonna of the, check like, it out. I'm gonna try to check it out. I, lo I love YouTube. Thirty for Thirty. 
It's good. It's I'm, good. I'm not saying like every single time I watch it, but at its best, it's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of other 90 things, things from the 90s popping up. So OJ's Parole being televised on ESPN. On ESPN? Wow. ESPN televising his parole hearing. Wow. And he's actually, he had a minor infraction where he was caught masturbating in his cell. Wow. And apparently that's actually a... It's illegal. That's prohibited. Wow. It's illegal. Which, to me, if that's like a universal rule that's actually enforced wow. in any kind of way, yeah, that redefines prison. Yeah. That's prison. In a fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it... It's like... Talk about like taking like the most private, solitary yeah, sure, fucking sure, sure, sure. thing. Wow. And being like, you're not allowed to do that. Wow. No, that's no, no, prison. no. You're like dehumanizing fucking control of your fucking wow. life. I understand you forfeit rights as yeah, a fucking of course, criminal. Of course, of course. But like, you know, Oof. imagine that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's just, it's complete, it, complete control over every, every aspect of your life. It's horrifying. Horrifying. I couldn't believe, like, there's got to be, it's got to be. There, you might more, as well look more this up. to the story. There's got to be like more to this restriction. It's got to be like when in a holding cell or like or in the presence. They of, say like two female guards saw guards him do or, that, right? Yeah, and that was the whole thing. I, I, I can't imagine that that is like. Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know if we can parole this guy who's not like OJ is a bad example because like a lot of people would be like, dude, he fucking killed someone. Yeah, he's a bad. Granted, person. he's not in prison for that. Right. But like, <laughs> remove OJ from the situation. Like, here's a guy. Who's like in jail for robbery, right? And he's done like five years, and they're like, "Well, he's mostly had good behavior, but, but I don't know if we're gonna like send him that home to house arrest with a bracelet, because he was jerking off in jail." <gasps> no, who does that? How yeah. is that the fucking? Well, I, yeah, I, I, there's got to be some context to it because if it's just a, about like a private act, caught <laughs> doing a private act, as opposed to like overtly, right? It's something if he's like you know. Uh, like you know, dangling the guard. Right, exactly. If the guard, if you has don't been know dangled. what dangled means. If the guard has been dangled, <laughs> if the guard hath, hath yes, dangled. That's a whole different story. What do you right. call? Are you a dangly if it's happened to you? If uh, you've been dangled, uh, the dangly. The dangler. <laughs> There's the dangler. Quite obviously. Yes. We have, we have, we may or may we, not know someone who had a propensity to dangle strangers. Yes. Or, where where I was once having a conversation. With Anasan standing across from me, and this friend who has a propensity for dangling, and a woman was standing there. You know, a young a girl like in her early twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm standing there, and Anasan straight across from me, and then my friend, with the propensity for dangling, is to my right. The girl is standing across from me, right in front of him, but looking at me while she's talking to me, and I just glance at Anasan's face, and I see his eyes get incredibly huge, as if he's shocked, and I immediately realize. And my friend... There's a dangling in progress. That his dick's out. <laughs> and this girl is completely unaware of this fact. So I did my best to usher her out of the room as quickly as possible <laughs> before she noticed. Pretty uh, sure in 52 states the dangling... Yes. Sex yes. I am pretty, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure, yes. It was... Uh, pre that designation. Yes. It was... Uh, many years ago. Yes. So just to see Anasan's reaction, I automate Without even looking, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, there's a dick out in this conversation. <laughs> I'm just having a pleasant conversation, and, and there's a dick out. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, I did my best to resolve that situation the as quickly dangler. as possible. Yes, you've you, been dangled. You done got dangled. <laughs> That's not good my for anybody. My phone changed, that's not good dangler for anybody. to dangled. 
Dangled. <laughs> that's like good Auto anyway. correct to dangled. Uh, on uh, Reno 911, Lieutenant Dangle. There you that's, go. That's the, uh, that's the, the main dude is Lieutenant Dangle, which always made me think of the dangler. Or you've been dangled. You've been dangled. So it's almost the food cast portion, right? Even though we've di- talked diet plenty, but I'd say like diet is different. Strategy is different than just the gluttony. carnage of life. Than gluttony. Mm. Than gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you were talking about the dumpling. How yes. are you a fan of the dumpling? And all of its cousins and all across. Of its cousins. across well, I've got uh, a similar. I've got another one that like. It's equally a no-brainer. Okay. The sandwich. Oh, sure. Mm. All of the various incarnations. I mean, of like, the I just this was like just a random list, like not even googling it. Okay. Just thinking it to myself for like thirty seconds. Okay. A Cuban sandwich, Cubano. Mm. Okay. Panini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Monte Cristo. Mm. A Reuben. Mm. A Bon Me. Oh, I love Bon Me. There you go, dude. Oof. An arepa. A hero. Meaning like the Greek gyro, not yeah, the yeah. Italian hero. Ah, oh, okay. Tostones. Okay. Mexican. That, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh, just a short list. Wow. But almost every fucking one sounds delicious right now. The hoagie, it? the grinder. The hoagie, the grinder. Sub, the sub. sub. Yeah, the hero. All, all related. The, this possibly is a burger. Isn't this just right now? I hate like, I, I hate this eat? right now. I hate you guys. Now, when does it like? Is, are you still dieting right now, Darrell? No. What happened? I just realized that I was, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, <laughs> I was like, I want to fucking eat. You know, what I mean? love life. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's too much food. There's too many selections. There's too many sandwiches. There's there's just too much shit going on. And I'm like, now, as long as I could work out and you know be conscious of eating decent, you know, I'm a decent person. Can you consider a burrito a sandwich? It's a definitely a relative of the sandwich. <laughs> it's a second cousin. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wrap, certainly. which is a philia of the sandwich. Uh, yeah, they're Gino, species. Genus. <laughs> the species. <laughs> yeah, the same genus. Yeah, they're definitely certainly related. If you had to pick one sandwich, one sandwich. Italian sub. Like you get five years, and that's the only sandwich you can have. Right the next now, years. here's the question. Are like my bodybuilding goals relevant, or is it just like a sandwich I'll enjoy eating every no, day? No, this isn't a utilitarian okay. choice. So this it's just is for a, pleasure. Yes, but you only have one sandwich. Yes, I think I think dirt probably has it. I mean, I, I would have to think more deeply about it because I'm a fan of many sandwiches. Like I love a BLT, mm-hmm. um, Turkey Club, all those mm-hmm. kind of sandwiches. But I think <sighs> I think the I think the Italian uh, the Italian sub might be my my favorite. Yeah. A really well executed. Italian hoagie is about as good as it gets. Oil and vinegar. Oof. Salt, pepper, oregano. It's up there. And the right array of meats. Um, but it's like, I like when like a, a meat is introduced, like a, that's one step up in like a quality. Mm-hmm. So, cause you'll often get like a, like a ham. Mortadella. A ham, fucking, right, yeah. exactly. You all, you pretty much always prosciutto. get like a ham and a salami. Yeah. But can you, you add like a prosciutto to that or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll take a super sad or something that'll take it to the next level. That's, what about you? To get rid of, like, to just discard, like, a prosciutto and mozzarella off my list, that would be tough. If I'm not going, that's, like, a one of my, go, that's my go-to Italian. I don't yeah. like the combo so much as I like the prosciutto and mozzarella. Okay. I'm a big roast beef and American mm. cheese yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Huh? That's valid. That would be tough. And we're not counting tacos, obviously. Right, cause of course. 
There ain't no. Yeah. If tacos one, there isn't even a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'll just skip two and go to like seven. Yep. My top six are tacos if tacos count. Taco Thursday. I could eat. I could legitimately eat tacos at every meal the rest of my life. Dude. And, and like be comp- breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. Satisfied. Yeah. Love them. I came back from Maine and when I was down there. It's like you get the lobster, but I think we had like Mexican three of the nights we were there. Dude. Wow. Or oh, not like the nights, but did you have a lobster roll sandwich? Yeah. How good? Dude, it's fucking amazing. Oh, and we went to like a touristy fresh. spot called Red Eats, which is uh, central Maine. Right. And it's like they just give you like two fucking lobsters full of meat, and then they put it on like a little hot dog bun. Yeah. So it's not even it. a sandwich. No, it's just it's like simple. fucking lobster, and it's so oh, good. Oh, God. I was telling Dirt, there's like Dying a- Dying right now. I don't know if it's L.L. Bean or a similarly- can never say that word. Bass similarly, or something. Similarly, maybe it's similarly. Similarly, corny kind of. Yeah, yeah, sure. Kind of deal. Yeah. But they their corporate headquarters are like off ninety five in between here and Acadia National Park in Maine, and it's like the size of like four shopping malls. Wow. And it's like it was excessive. it wasn't that bad, because there's like a whole camping mall. You know right, what I mean? Right, so I'm sure. like, all yeah, right, yeah, I can look course. at hiking. It's not just right. like their clothing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. But there's a woman there who had like homemade, like in a cart, in like a push cart kind of deal, dude. Dude. Like just I am in such the a street line. food. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, dude. So it's like, me. imagine Killing like you're me. like surrounded by like all this like super mega mall complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then just randomly in the parking lot of it, there's like a 50 year old like housewife with a push cart. A fucking lobster roll. Oh, I'll be there dude, in a second. Dude, the lobster shit was like in Tupperware. Oh my You know what God. I mean? Like she didn't have it's like she, she didn't even have like a menu. Wow. And it was like twenty dollars for fucking lobster rolls. I was flush with cash at the time and I bought like eight lobster rolls wow. bracked like everybody I was with. I'm wow. like, guys, I ran into this lady. I ate like three of them myself. Oh my god. But it was like fucking you know I mean it was expensive. Yeah, of but course. It, yeah. They're not cheap. But, but they fucking, are one of the oh. best things there is. Yep. Well, when I was down there, it kind of ruined it kind for me. Was there's roll. like a fucking wait. Like sometimes there's oh. lines oh, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we ordered the food and then it took like 35 minutes and at that point we we're just like more hangry than hungry. Yeah. yeah. I'm and that. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to. F- I'm not coming here fucking again. I don't yeah, care how yeah, good I it is. Know, you get angry so like pissed. This. I was I like, know, fuck I these people. I know. I know. That's me, man. I get. But yeah, I get so hungry. I'm like. So, oh my God! Hangry so you're is a word. an impatient noticer. You notice things about people, you and are you the can't noticer. do lines. I'm the noticer. You are the noticer. God forbid there was ever like a line of unique people. Dude, give me and go like 20 minutes, and we can write the horror script for the noticer. Okay, be fucking awesome. I want to play the main character. Yeah, it's okay. The main character. Dirt Malone is. Like you listening to this podcast right now, you got that. You got that tartar in that one tooth. Got to get that out. I see it. I can Does see it. Does your girl? Do you, like, drive her crazy? Yeah. Because, like, you know. Absolutely. Is she like, what do you think of these shoes? And you're like, oh, it's, they're all right other than that microscopic scuff on the back left heel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just order those? She's like, taking them back. Just make her feel, like, insecure about little iota details of, like, her favorite purse? No, like, those, yeah. I'm, those are more mellow. I'm just like, oh, those look great. But it's do more you find of, yourself, like. Do you find yourself um, curbing the urge to, to notice? notice? <laughs> To point yeah. stuff out, do you, do, you, yeah. do you ever censor yourself? Do you Sometimes. ever censor the noticing? I just put it in the hard drive in the back of the head. Because but... I'm always like, I tell my girl, I'm like, I'm always going to be honest. And that way you know, that way there's no reason to doubt what I'm telling you in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that like I love something if I don't yeah. or that it looks perfect, yeah. if, you know. 
But uh, and that way, when I tell you that you look great, you won't be like, "Oh, he's just my husband saying that." Yeah. You know. Yeah, you got to be honest. I think the noticing and then people watching is a big uh, hobby of mine too. I like to watch people, kind of see what's going on, what they're doing, the body language. We should do like a test. It's big. It goes we should hand, do some tests. Goes hand in hand with noticing. Yeah, I think. You know, like but, I noticed, I noticed your tag was out in your shirt, and I said you took that in. Yeah, oh, and, it's I, and it's like I appreciated it, but I was also like, "Fuck this guy!" Dude. I'm just trying to live my life yeah, here, man. man. You're, on, you're on tag watch, yeah. you know. So it's like, all right, it's cool that I don't have to go around carrying the shame of having my tag out on my shirt. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you were, we should like inject you with truth serum and like just push you into a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. See, so be like, hey, man, you know that hat's really not the same color as your uh, matching shirt. It's off my head just blows up. up. <laughs> I noticed your uh, car. You should get a new one. But yeah, no, <laughs> mostly I curb it. And then uh, if there's like certain instances where you're driving, you'd be like, yeah, did you see that deer? You see the deer's foot? What it, did it, it's like, <laughs> going like 85. Yeah. It's like, what the what deer? Babe, get off Instagram. Oh, that, no, is you that deer it. okay? Yeah. Looks upset. It's it's good to be a noticer no, no, in my good. field as like a designer because oh be no, a noticer in general. I think it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not sitting here saying that detail is unimportant. Realize, realize, realize. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. You hear that? Yes. I you like that. that. Realize, yeah, that? Realize, 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 realize. That was like one of like the first. <laughs> that was like one of the first like viral. Can things. we turn that into a uh, graphic or something? That was like 2001 internet viral phrase. I like that. I never heard of that. Fucking real eyes, real eyes, real eyes. <laughs> Jeez, dude, it's just fucking it's short just, circuit ah! the noticer. <laughs> Profundity. Oh, the yeah. noticer's all fuck. I don't know what to do. I gotta go. I'm, I'm sweating. Yep. It is a little. It is a little hot down here in the the meat box. Yeah, we need like a bunker. fan. It'd be Bowels. nice to have a fan in the bunker here. That's right. The underground bunker, which we are podcasting in a, from, in a boiler room. Yep. <sighs> Well, fellas, it's a short podcast this week. A little the squad cast is coming up short. Squad ca. There's no way it's short. Squad ca. Is it short? It feels like it's like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've been sweating for. Th- uh, a little short. Okay, coming up a little short. Now we've also been going a little long, so you right. could argue we're right in the sweet. Right, spot. right. That yeah. it might be the sweet spot. I was trying to think of the dirtiest thing I uh, ate. I got, I got, a, I got something for you. <laughs> I was trying to think of the dirtiest. Yeah, thing we got to end I it. Thought with I thought I had a good dirtiest thing. thing. I, I thought I had a good one, but I, I, I don't know. It oh. is. It eludes me now. Oh my friend, did we, did I go in? Okay. Pounds of cheese. Yeah, I saw Pounds it. There was like you made so much stuff. cheese. You made a declaration about it online. Oh, there was a lot. That it was almost like a. It was almost like a. Socially unacceptable amount of cheese. Yeah. Would you say? What was the comment? In my social group, that it would be acceptable. Okay. But I am the cheese uh, meister. Are you are you a fan of cheese and crackers? Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Now, no. will you or will you just go in on a brick of cheese? Oh, several bricks. The brick of okay. Several Chasm? bricks went in on. Okay. Now it's not all completely finished. Okay. There's still there's some leftover okay. cheese, but I had like a good eight bricks of cheese on the table. What's going along with the cheese? Nothing. Oh no. The, oh, okay. The, oh. All right. No no no. This no. is a meal. Okay. What I'm this what, is I'm, a meal what I'm asking you is that it's good, the, good while, for the arteries. While the cheese. Prosciutto, so oh, precise. Oh, okay, okay, grapes, okay, 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 crackers. Okay. Bread. Um, 
crusty oh, yeah. bread. Oh yeah, homemade okay. crustinis. Oh, oh, What's Italian bread? Matt with olive oil hey. and shit. Uh, and Mario Batali all of a sudden. Yeah. Mario Batali on the on the spot. wearing Crocs. Me and the missus when it comes to cheese, do not fuck around. It's like we have like we have like rules. There needs to be this type of cheese and that. There needs to be at least one from this genre and this genre. Oh, I thought you were about to say region of the world or, or France well, or something. I was going to say, holy no, shit. No, it's not just, ju- we'd never be able to. We didn't get a French cheese. No, like, <laughs> we're not quite like there, but if I were to like come home with like only soft cheese yeah. or like only hard cheese, right, sure. I'd be like, what are you doing? You going somewhere else? Yeah. This part, we're like rest- one of the yeah. shopping? What <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Where are the other bags? Wide array of cheese. Dude. Wow. And it, it it was damage was done. Oof. You want you want to hear a plus? A, I had your voice in my head from the squad case last week. You're like, you know, cheese is pretty healthy. You go up to there. I'm like, this is a healthy meal. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Until my arteries yeah, are losing the, the, <laughs> the hard cheeses. I'm like it's pretty much Greg's fault. The uh, any one of those like uh, cured Italian meats on like a French baguette with brie. Oh, yeah. As a sandwich, and that's just it. Three a three a three oh, yeah. ingredient sandwich. Oh my god, dude, that crack. is that crack is yeah living. Yeah, oh, that's life, man. That's yeah, it. That European uh, style, you know what I mean? Fucking put a. me on it. Give me a little uh, a little siesta yeah, and a little yeah. of that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> now I want a sandwich. All that needs sandwich cast. Oof. Let me give you mine. All right. Okay. I was in Maine, vacation with the uh, girl. The woman, the fiance, and her uh, aunt, uncle, parents. We made this Mexican corn, mm. which we went to a taco truck the day before, and this guy's from California, and he's like, "We're like, so what do you put in your Mexican corn?" He's like, "We're like mayo, um, uh, sour cream." He's like, "Mayo, that's for the gringos." <laughs> he's like, "You just put sour cream." So we went back and we did. We made like a whole thing, but yes. just the sour cream. Lobster rolls. We had a spaghetti dinner, and then we had uh, what the fuck? We had bread, of course, and then we had uh, fried oysters, mm-hmm. and then we had fried scallops. Wow! Mm-hmm. I saw what about dessert fried scallops. Bang. Oh, dessert. Okay, so here we go. All right, come on. My girl ordered two cakes because yeah, her yeah. father is a twin, so there's okay. two of them, mm-hmm. obviously. Almond joy cake. And then a blueberry cream type of cake, which goes against Greg's rules, but they were fucking great. And almond joy, like almond joy, like comparable to the candy bar. It's like an almond joy cream. So it's like a coconut, coconut almond, yeah. chocolate cream thing, and then a blueberry cream. Yeah. Does, is is coconut a fruit? I don't know. Is it? I've I, I can work around coconut in terms of do, my you can work with it in terms of my in terms of my my you uh, blacklisted coconut no there's stuff with coconut in it that I think is awesome like there's an Entenmann's um Louisiana crumb cake mm. I don't know if you've ever had that but imagine like a crispy cream glazed donut mm-hmm. becoming a cake and it's like it's got a little bit of like shredded coconut on it oh yeah that shit's banging oh god I mean, banging. you had me at Entenmann's yeah that's <laughs> that's banging got an Entenmann's outlet near me ah where crazy the stuff you can get at those outlets right it's so cheap yeah yeah <laughs> like you think it's tough to not yeah. buy donuts dude try not buying like the chocolate fucking Entenmann's yeah, donut yeah, yeah, box yeah. for like 40 cents yeah <laughs> no it's crazy it's crazy. Like, I go like, in there just to get like bread products. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, I get sure. a loaf of rye. Yeah, yeah. They literally do like four for like three bucks. Yeah. yeah. Like one of my favorite I'm like, like what the fuck? one of my favorite like clutch mass meals is mm-hmm. like eggs with a bagel. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, oh, uh, they got it and it's like, you know, you can get really good bagels at a bagel shop, but like if you're not in the right, right place to do that, like uh, the, um, like Thomas's English Muffins makes a good pack. So you get, I know. Yeah. I, dude, I've been at the Enderman shop where it's like, they're like four ninety nine for one of those bags at a regular supermarket and it'll be like a dollar fifty yeah and they're like what the fuck dude i literally get like 30 like a 20 pack of english muffins for a dollar fifty from the thing you can buy so much carbs there you can buy here's the thing it's It's such a good price that you will buy you can buy more carbs than you're going to be able to eat in like a week yeah Yeah, you have to like freeze it yeah like i'll go like once every three weeks because like literally you go in one of those places like 10 bucks you come up with like a basket full yeah it's crazy and I'm like, I'm like, oh, do I want banana bread, yeah. chocolate, you know, a raisin bagel, fucking. I'm getting a chub. And every just thinking about every Enemins thing they make, they got. Yeah. It's oh, like nothing. Yo, that the Enemins, uh chocolate chip cookies, the oh box of the chocolate Dang. chip cookies. Dude, I remember vividly us yes. like crushing Voila. multiple <laughs> boxes of Enemins chocolate chip cookies on the way from from a Wawa to home after like a basketball game when we were like ten. Sounds about right. They're the perfect size, though, I think. I know. They're like perfect, to just perfectly crush. bite size. Oh, just completely And it's crushed. also like one of those foods like that has that ingredient where your hunger doesn't get yeah, satiated. Yeah, like Doritos has that shit they put yeah, on it mm-hmm. where it's like yeah, yeah. your body doesn't register that it's eating food. Yeah, yeah. So that Yeah, exactly. So, G, you're Fu-gazy. up. Fugazi. I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm at a loss. I, I'm I trying to think. Like, I told are. you, I had, no, I had, I had some awesome stuff. I remember I was on the road. I had to go to Baltimore and stuff. So, like, I told you, I had fish and chips twice. Um, I hit up a place called Royal Farms, okay. which is a like um, gas station convenient yep. store that like uh, Cumberland Farms, was, well, quick check, but, Wawa. but nice like Wawa, yeah. like okay. nice like the newer Wawas, yep. and they had they had Krispy Kremes. Not only they had Krispy Kremes, but they have fresh fried chicken that they make there. Oh. I didn't have that. Sleeper. I didn't have that because I was literally picking up the fish and chips and some um, seafood. Uh, so I didn't have the fried chicken, but it's like a Wawa, but in, and instead of having sandwiches, they have fresh fried chicken coming out of the thing. I was like, holy shit, I that was in Maryland. But I, but I got, um, I got Krispy Kremes there. I got a dozen Krispy Kremes there. Um, the banging thing with fish and chips, something that I am such a fucking fan of is the Hush Puppy. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys get down with hush puppies, of course. but that is like they grew on me. one of the favorite, one of the best like side carbs that exists in the world is a hush puppy. One thing I will say I had um, that's uh, important to this story, and I don't want to sound like it went soft, but I crushed some fucking Waffle House. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that was Tara's first time at that's Waffle House. So, did you say you'd be soft if you ate? No, oh. I'm saying soft like that. I didn't bring it in terms of eating some dirty shit. Oh, yeah. I did go to Waffle House. Dude, that counts. Yeah, for sure. A good counts. variety. You had you had a, a really good variety of foods. That's yeah, yeah. What it, is. It, was good, it was a good variety. Yes, good there microbes. I don't know if you're. I, th- I don't know if I killed them all at Waffle House. I got an addendum. The pecan waffle at, at Waffle House is no joke. Dude, I, anything. Some eggs, bacon, good. grits. And then the pecan waffle, son. Oh, yeah. Pecan waffle. You haven't, you haven't, I saw Andre Milanichev go in at a Waffle House. Wow. Which is, there were many stacks. Nice. Uh, I have an addendum to my list. I gotta like abbreviate my list. Okay. Because I'm so ashamed. Okay. But a fried chicken sandwich Mm. with pickles and special Mm. sauce on it and poutine. I'm there. And poutine, wow! Fries. Never had poutine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pulled pork poutine. Wow. So pulled pork, wow. cheese curd, and uh, au jus. I've never had. I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of gravy, 
brown yes. gravy on fries. That's basically disco fries is like the northeastern right. twist on poutine. I grew up eating brown gravy with fries yeah. like uh, uh, Coney Island hot dogs in Scranton, uh, you know, where they do the... Uh, the Coney Island Texas Wiener. Texas, yeah. Yeah, where so it's like you know a fried hot dog with uh like brown mu- brown brown <laughs> mustard like chili and uh, raw onion. Mm-hmm. Those are so fucking ridiculous. When we make the Scranton run, we will go and hit that up. Now you want um, to talk about a food that could fuck up a weak person's uh, yeah 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 na- sure. day after for give sure. you an internal o- hangover only for real men's. Um, <laughs> That's the test. But, Not for the weak hearted. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are banging. But the, you get the fries with the gravy there. But I've never had poutine. When you're saying the fried chicken sandwich, it makes me think of like sort of what they built the Chick Fil A empire on. Yes, that concept. This would be like the the best version of that. A really good version. This was not like a chain or anything, you know. It's right. like a was the was the chicken crispy? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, it had like deep ridges. Wow, it was quality oh, work. Quality work. Fucking amazing. Up. I'm starving. It's like dangling right a now. Anyone listening? If you're not it's hungry, been dangled. If you're not hungry right now, I question everything about wow. you. Wow, loyal listener. Wow. All right, I'm that's starving. the squadcast. We're starving. We're gonna go fucking eat Crush all kinds something. of shit. And uh, tell you about it next week. That's it. Squad. Squad! Peace.